This episode is specifically for college students, but anyone can listen to it too. Welcome back to Gen Alpha Talk. In today's episode, I'll be telling you guys how to take better notes. Uh, here are some tips that I've learned while I'm in school myself. So, heading off to college or high school, whatever, is like leveling up in a video game. In middle school, elementary school, tests and courses or smaller bosses that you can take down with low-level equipment, right? Now that you're in college, you're going to need to upgrade some of these items you're taking with you if you want to succeed. This is a whole new adventure. One of the tools you have at your disposal is your notes. Maybe in high school or middle school, you were pretty good at taking notes. Now you just need to upgrade them a little bit. Uh, Maybe you're feeling like me, who has never taken notes before I entered a new school. And my friends always do it, so... I always do it with them, but before that, I've never taken any notes before, but today I'll be giving you advice. Never fear, your guide to taking awesome effective notes is finally here. Your days of looking back at what you scribble down in class and trying to decipher useful information from them for before a test are over. In this guide, I'll talk about how to prepare uh, yourself to take good notes in class, Introduce some popular techniques for taking notes and cover the best ways to get the most out of your notes after class. Before you even think about heading to the class, make sure that you have read or at least skimmed the old pre-assigned reading from your professor. Even if you don't have assigned reading, try and familiarize yourself with the topic before you get to class so you know what to expect. A 2004 study by Spies and Woken uh, found that the law students who were responsible for reading a legal case before they got to class displayed a greater understanding of the learning materials than students who were not expected to prepare before class. Also, don't forget to pack all the things you need to learn effectively. Make sure you have multiple pencils or some backup lit, uh, a notebook, pens, highlighters, sticky notes, your textbook, and your laptop. Don't forget your water. It's tempting to bring coffee or some other form of caffeine to class. First, stick to water and consume caffeine intelligently. Well, coffee doesn't dehydrate you, and coffee in moderation certainly helps you focus and stay alert. Caffeine dependency interferes with your quality of sleep and impairs mental function, ultimately impacting your ability to pay attention during class. Lastly, uh, grab a snack or something before you head out the door for a class. Avoid high salt or high sugar options and aim for a complete snack that includes fat, protein, and carbs. Apples and peanut butters, crackers and cheese, even certain power bars are good options. These snacks will leave you feeling full for longer, ensuring that you won't be distracted by how much you want a burrito in the middle of your professor's lecture about the structure of a cell. The other thing you should get in order before coming to class is your brain. Know that when I'm in a good mood and have a positive attitude, I'm way more likely to learn. I hate math, suck at math, the worst math student ever. Uh, never failed it though, I don't know how, but I still suck at it. When I first started my new school, the math class was the one thing holding me back from actually accomplishing my student life, you know. It would have been a perfect grade if it wasn't for the math class, right? Uh, I decided that I was going to pass the class, and so I showed up every day with a positive attitude, made an effort to... Make friends with a classmate I could study with, take notes with. That's where my note-taking come from. Uh, and pay attention to the lecture, pay attention to the class, working out problems myself as we went along. 
in the end i may not have gotten an a in the course but i got a little less than that which was the highest math score i had ever gotten since elementary school since i sucked at math more of the story actually is everything and i suck at math if you notice during class the professor has mentioned the same fact twice or more or has repeated a fact that was talked about in a previous lecture, make a note to yourself, circle it, underline it, something to tell your brain to pay attention. It's definitely going to be important later. So, just a quick tip, keep an eye out for repetition. Now that you're ready to take notes, let us talk about some popular note-taking techniques. Everyone has a slightly different way that they learn, and certain subjects lend themselves to different styles. Structure the outline. This is for people who like simplicity. It's one of the easiest ways to take notes, and comes pretty naturally to most people. When taking your outline notes, start by choosing 4 or 5 key points that will be covered in your lecture. Beneath those points, write some more in-depth sub-points about each topic as the, professor, as the professor covers them. If you're taking online notes by hand, be sure to leave enough space on each page so that you have plenty of room for all your sub-points. Or you can take them on a computer and simply rearrange them as you go in your text document. This is a great simple approach to taking notes, it will help you follow along and pay attention during class, but it can be overwhelming to review those notes later. To aid in reviewing these kind of notes, try to read each main point and summarize it yourself without looking too much at your notes. Use your notes to test yourself on how much you actually know, rather than simply rereading them over and over. For review, the Cornell Method. The Cornell Method is a pretty good way of dividing up your notes if you're looking to get the most out of your review time. In this method, you divide your paper into three sections, notes, cues, and summary. Your notes section is for the notes you take during class. You can structure them however you like, but most people would like to use the outline method. Write your cues section during either, uh, during or directly after class. This section can be filled out with main points, people, or potential test questions. Use this section to give yourself cues to help you remember larger ideas. You can write your summary section directly after class or later when you're reviewing your notes. Use this section to summarize the entire lecture. Keep your cue and summary sections as simple as possible. However, feel free to fill up the notes section with doodles, diagrams, page references, whatever else we need to properly represent the material represented in class. In depth, the mind map. The mind map is a great way of taking notes for specific types of subjects. Class subjects like chemistry, history, and philosophy that have interlocking topics or complex abstract ideas are perfect for this method. Use the mind map to get a handle on how certain topics relate or to go in depth with one particular idea. For instance, if you're attending a lecture about, uh, let's say, fall of the Roman Empire, start with that concept in the center and then draw notes of all the things that led to Rome's fall as your professor lists them. Things like debt, irresponsible emperors, attacks from the surrounding barbarian tribes, so on. Later, to review, go more in-depth and add more sub-concepts onto each branch. Things like dates, formulas, supporting facts, and related concepts make for great branches. In the end, uh, you will have lots of branches. Holistic Flow Notes This note-taking method is great for students looking to maximize their active learning within the classroom and minimize their review time later. The point of flow notes is to treat yourself like the student you are, not a lecture transcribing machine. Jot down topics, draw arrows, make little doodles and diagrams and graphs. Go crazy. Engage with the material. Try to actively learn as you're writing. Perhaps you were in history class and a professor was talking about the Battle of Hastings. 
And you remember that happened in uh, 1066 or 1066, and that there were other things happening across the globe in the year 1066 too. Write those facts down and draw connections. The sky's the limit on this one. It's great for people who hate rules. A little caution, while this method is great for learning in the moment, it can be difficult to review five minutes later. If you're an auditory and visual learner and retain a lot of what you learn from your lectures, maybe that works fine for you. If not, try pairing your flow notes with the Cornell method to make it easier for, to review for tests. Easy. Writing on slides. Let's be honest, this note-taking for lazy people when there's nothing wrong with that. It's super effective and it's easy. If your professor is kind of to provide you with the slides that they're using in their lectures, go ahead and download the files and print them out at the computer lab. Uh, the slides give you a leg up on the outlining process. The professor already did the work for you. All you have to do is take notes and expand on key concepts already presented in your slides. It works great too because later you can look at a slide and more or less remember what the professor was talking about when they reached that slide. It's like having a step-by-step walkthrough of the lecture and you hardly have to do a thing to get it. Official, bullet journaling. Uh, this is my personal favorite. It's the note-taking style used most often, both in and out of the classroom. If you like, if you like aesthetics, like to doodle or particularly visual learner, this method might be best for you. When you write in your bullet journal, you turn a blank page into a nice representation of your thought process. Try using, uh, try using it to combine different aspects of other note-taking styles. You can have one page that is dedicated to mind maps, another that's dedicated to your flow notes, and even sneak in a class schedule or a doodle of Sonic the Hedgehog in somewhere. Is your bullet journal? I don't know. Do what you want. This method does have drawbacks. It can be difficult to take notes quickly. The goal of bullet journaling is to keep your journal organized and attractive, which can be hard when you're scribbling down information as fast as you can. One, day, one way to combat this is to take notes during class in an outline or using some other method, and then organize them later in your bullet journal as the form of preview. Uh, review. Uh, need ideas for what uh, your journal should look like? Just go on Pinterest or Google. Bujo ideas, or specifically, Bujo ideas for students, and knock yourself out. There's tons of different stuffs out there. Now, here's the million dollar question. Should you use your computer to take notes? So, should you use a laptop to take notes or write them longhand? Students, scientists, and teachers have been debating this ever since laptops were allowed into classrooms. The short answer, no. The longer answer is a bit more complicated. In a study published in 2014, students who took notes on a laptop were more likely to simply copy down what their professor said verbatim. This actually impaired their learning because their brains were processing the information shallowly instead of taking larger concepts and condensing them into note form. These students performed poorly on conceptual tests compared to others who took notes longhand. Not only that, but another, student, uh, another study published in 2010 showed that most students who take their laptops to class are only working on class-related material about 58% of the time. The other 42% is taken up by going online, working on different assignments, or playing Space Invaders. These uh, students were more likely to fail off task and were less satisfied with their education when asked about it. The studies concur, concur, using laptops to take notes in class may not be the best choice. Of course, it all depends on how you use a computer. If you're a self-disciplined person, you might benefit from having your laptop to take verbatim notes you can study excessively, extensively later. Uh, when I was in class, I, I, we're not allowed to use laptops, but we are allowed to use iPads, so 
Uh, we always use iPad to take notes because uh, no one really brings paper to school anymore. And at my school, you know, we we it's a pretty good school. If you, you know, it's not suitable for me. Um, to I'm not tech savvy. Uh, iPads are put to good use during discussion time since uh, students could do a bit of googling before they contribute their thoughts. In short, it's up to you what tool you use to take notes. You're responsible for your education. Just make sure the tool you're using is a tool and not a distraction. If you find yourself never out of your note-taking document to play Sims or scroll through your Facebook feed, maybe switch to taking longhand notes. Well, this is the end of my episode, and I hope you guys had a great lesson. Uh, if you, uh, if you like, click the like, subscribe, and share button, and I'll see you guys next time. Goodbye.